I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. Well, let's get started. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. Well, let's get started. Let's go to Big Black Dick, because I know you want to hear it. busy week we have here it is you know there was a guy in radio back in the day well you all know who he is i hope uh the legendary danny bonaducci from the partridge family what's up matt matthew that danny bonaducci would do it was before like you could you know be easily in another uh, you know just uh, get online and you could be on a radio station Bonaducci would do a morning show in Detroit and then snort tons of coke and fly to Chicago and do an afternoon show in Chicago. He'd do two shows each day. I, I think he had a I think he actually has had a reasonable amount of success doing radio. And I think he's not, I don't think he's well right now. I think there's like a health issue going on with that guy. Danny Bonaducci, holy shit. Well, that that comes up because I did the old Bonaducci circuit yesterday because I did this podcast and it was incredible as it always is. And then, uh, you know, very humble. And then I finished that one up and then I did the, I did the Patreon podcast. And then I had to do some boring arts and crafts shit behind the scenes. And then I had to uh, wash my body. And then while washing my body, I realized, oh my God, I have to wash the NFK's body. He had said to me actually during earlier in the day, he goes, hey, Eric, can you, can you give me a shower? And I'm like, oh, I, you know, I have neglected that, which is goes against everything I've ever worked for. Um, so. I said, oh, of course, of course, Kevy. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I might have let that lapse. I did. So, you know, here I am. I got to leave for the radio station. I got to be at uh, 96.1 The Game to do the show with Bill. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go, but I got to wash the NFK's asshole. So I quickly got out of the shower. Hey, Kevy, shower time. And, uh. Got him in there, took care of business, and uh, then it's like, all right, I'm out of the door. Text Bill, running late, running late, traffic. Get there, no problem. Everything worked out beautifully. Went across the street to Jimmy John's. He bought me lunch, but, you know, my point is, after doing... Three hours of podcasting and then three hours of radio. 
I was like, you know, I could actually get used to this. Now, it could be flipped. I could do three hours of morning radio and then three hours of afternoon podcasting. But it might be a little bit more of a challenge if I ever had to do morning radio because morning radio is insanity. You have to get up at freaking 3.30 in the morning. It's fucking horrible. But being on the radio was awesome. Uh, I love doing it. It was a lot of fun. And I'm doing it, God willing, today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, right away, I'm in trouble. Uh, first of all, Bill says, or uh, Matt says, Bill, Matt Matthew says, Bill was so cautious with you in the studio, I was dying laughing. And then Flor- uh, Florida man 0814 says, was he pissed you recorded him? Well, I don't know because he doesn't know that I recorded him. So I couldn't help it. Um, He was ranting and raving um, about me and and, and very concerned about, uh, you know what? I'm going to pull it up so you can hear it. He was having a meltdown. You see, Bill's a little bit wacky. And, you know, that, that's perfect for me. That I'm kind of used to that, hanging around people like that. But um, he started flipping out. And so I went Facebook Live. And in this video, you'll be able to see him, like, pacing around like, like a fool. Check it out. Now listen, man. I'm going to tell you. He had been ranting for some time. Big time radio. He had been going like nonstop, and I was like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this." And so I like uh, rolled the uh, rolled the Facebook guy. And I know we have a relationship, but this show begins and ends with me. Okay. All right. So. I'm just going to need you to follow my lead, uh, not get us thrown off the iHeart Floor 9. I'm going to need you to bring some expertise towards sports and not try and nuke my career every single effing moment. <laughs> now, I'm giving you a chance at five uh-huh. days. Five days on my show. Five days. Five days on my show. And I just, I, I um, my concern is. You're going to totally say something that ruins my career, and then you'll be back on your, you know, $5.99 a month broadcast or whatever the hell you do uh, with your audience. God, I just, I'm a little nervous. Here, so I No, it'll be fine. I no, think, I think you're just, doing good. I'm nervous I'll, now. I'll, I'll, you, know, you know, Brett. Brett's the one that said watch out for him. No, it'll be and fine. Brett used to work with you over at Free Beer. Five days, you know, we've done appearances. We've popped in when you are on 107.3, so just... You know, tell me, please. Now, I, I won't. I won't let you down. It'll All be right, good. Don't let me down. Just, I'm not really worried about letting me down. I'm worried. I mean, about, I won't. No, I won't say anything. Can't I won't swear. I won't say fucking use, shit. He can't use the word moth. Uh, you know, just none of that. Okay. No, just it's good. All right, good. It's good. Okay, thanks. All right, I got it. I'm, I'm gonna. Later on, after the show, this is how it unfolded. You know, Eric. Same thing. Hidden camera. When I agreed 
to this week of co-hosting. I have Look at his knees. You know, what are his what are up with his knees? You know, deep down I don't think you or your audience like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> play me. I don't know. Yeah, I do. But I will say some of the feedback I'm getting privately from friends looking at my text. Uh, they were very surprised by your knowledge of sports. And I don't apologize to anybody. You know, I'm I'm sorry for uh, ripping you a new one before the show. I don't apologize to anybody. I'm sorry. But, man, I had to find a way to see if you could do it. And you you shocked me, man. You see, he's feeling good now. You got you got big talent, man. I, thanks, I thanks. Uh, yeah, hey, you know, I mean, uh, just uh, I feel kind of bad, and um, no, no, it's fine. You know, I I was a little bit wound up. You know, I didn't know what to expect from you. Uh, you know, Superfly is. You know, 300 miles away, and you know, normally I don't overreact, and normally I don't ride people like that. But uh, you know, I'm not apologizing for my intensity. But you know, you stepped up, man. Oh, uh, thanks, man. I yeah, appreciate it, man. Hey, it's just, cool. You know, it's cool. I just, I'm, I'm looking at some of the bullshit though that your audience says about me. I, like I say, I know I've told you before, man, but I guarantee uh, a third of your audience is using Wi-Fi. In an incarceration situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm not why, do you, why do you say that? Why do you, I don't get I'm it. Just either. Uh, all right. Some of you, most of you. Well, yeah, I would say a good percentage of you are like, this This seems staged. Well, of course it's fucking staged. Several of you were like, I am so bothered that he was so mean to you. No, we, uh, course we worked that out a whole thing was fucking a joke and and the and the idea was let's see who's really gonna get pissed at bill over this this is all his idea and i had a feeling that even talking about it here you guys would be all over and you are to your credit but There was a couple people that were like, what a piece of shit. Uh, Robert, Robert uh, S. Robert, not Robert S. Womack, but there's a dude, Robert S. Jr. Who, oh my God, he was so pissed off at Bill over this. Joey Williamson seemed to bite. He thought it was funny. But I, I couldn't figure out if Joey knew that uh, it was it was staged or not. Joey wrote to me, you do realize showing that side of him is going to make people hate him more, LOL. And I was like, well, it's, it's staged. I love you, but it, it's, it was all his idea. Tyler has a great question. And he says, why am I not hearing that Joey text in the world-famous Joey Williamson voice? You're right. He actually wrote me several texts. Have you officially replaced Hughes on his own show? Another one. I about pissed my pants laughing so hard at those pre-show and post-show meeting videos early today. 
Dr. Real are showing that side of him is going to make people hate him more, LOL. It was fucking sweet. It's remarkable. You go into that. I, I've said this before. You go into that damn radio station. Uh, and Ken has a good point. Kent dropped the E out of you. He, sa he says, of course, Joey couldn't tell if it was staged. He loves wrestling. He can't tell what's real and what's fake. Oh, shit. Uh, Kenny did. Kenny in Nashville did not fall for it. Aram says, all right, that's cool. Was wondering why he would be lecturing you when he let you do the show on your own a couple months ago. Oh, man. But, okay, so we, we get in there, and uh, right away, though, um, honestly, very, very different. A lot less pressure, first of all, when you're being added into dealt into someone who's that's his show just all you have to do is snipe and i don't know what i like more uh driving the bus or sniping because there was a couple of fantastic moments that i was able to snipe and just let it lay there and I, I fucking love that shit. I, I, it's, it's a, it's another feather in my cap. I'm reminded of how great I am at everything near a microphone. Uh, I, I cannot find anything about a microphone that I am not the best at. It's, it's really nauseating how exceptional I am. It's, it's, it's hideous. Totally being an asshole. And I realize that I, I, that, that, that's what I excel at that being an asshole, but I, I enjoyed the back and forth. The legendary Larry Figurski comes in there. Holy shit. It was fucking sweet. Uh, Tyler says, imagine if there was a drop machine there too. Yeah, but I'd probably want a third party dropping in the drops. When you're when you're focused on the engagement, you can't. It's just tough. I remember I sat here in this room alone, and I got it. It's up in the uh, uh, top shelf of my closet. A uh, drop machine, and I'm like, oh, this show, this podcast is gonna be booming incredibly to new heights because I've got a fucking drop machine. And, uh, and then I'm like, well, wait a minute. There is no way I can operate this thing and then do a show at the same time and try to maintain thoughts. So I packed it up and put it up and on the shelf. I love this. This is a great comment. PSN Bleach says, what about, how about, how about staying employed behind a mic? That is a great, great comment. That is wonderful. How about stay employed behind a mic? Six words. Devastating in scope. Funny. On point. Excellent. Some guy in uh, all the uh, Facebook things that have been going on. Uh, and by the way, welcome into the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. 
um, when I was uh, all the things that went down over the weekend, and I uh, uh, the backstory of the demise of the Zaniacs, all that shit, and and uh, and prior to that, the Friday show, in which the screaming and yelling and the dramatics. Well, there's been a lot of uh, uh, talk about you know on those comments, and one person in particular, I can't quite find it right now was like the end of the day Eric can dish it out but cannot take it and there is no fucking way that that is true I I absolutely can take it and so I'm like what are you talking about give me an example and he makes up some scenario and I'm like well no nah, I don't that, that that does I'm gonna need more specifics I'm sure and besides I'm sure there are examples but the fact that what about stay employed behind a mic drops on this show? And I love that joke. Not to uh, uh, go backwards, but I gave full credit to the fact that they made the old Zaniacs United page Deniacs United. As much as I can't stand that guy and fucked all those assholes, that's fucking funny. That is excellent. And I thought, because like I said, people were like, oh no, this is terrible. Look what they did. I said, that is not terrible. That is, that is funny. I loved that. Very, very funny. Um, back to the radio. Doing that show, uh, give and take, you talk for 10, 15 minutes, and then you take a break. I'm telling you, all of what we've been able to do here for extended time talking and maybe t- taking a pee break has made that absolutely effortless. It, 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 it's like we're stopping. We're just getting started. We got a phone call early and there's no one to screen the phone call. And I go, just pick it up. And, uh, he's like, wait a minute. And, uh, I go, yeah, just pick the damn thing up and put it on there. And he's freaking out. I go, what are you worried about? We got a 20-second delay. I used to, When I was at BBL, we used to do phone call roulette. And you just if someone dials, just put them right, and they're on the air. Welcome, phone call roulette. What do you have to say? And uh, it was, like Tyler says, yeah, he heard it. And he says, you could tell it was uncomfortable. He was not, and I go, oh, just put it on just what are you doing and he he actually pulled away from the microphone and was looking at the delay and making sure that the that the time was built up because in case the shit hit the fan and hit the button and if some guy comes on there and tells you know says hey suck my dick or something like that or says something really horrible suck a big black dick because i know you want to you know you could just dump it so then he he finally gets up the nerve takes a call and the guy is some dude from Kalamazoo it was it was good it was nice so this is what you need to do okay when we go live at three you need to call and then I will encourage him to pick it up no I take that back don't because if you suck it's going to be my fault so I shouldn't even have said that but now, cat's out of the bag. You're going to do it now. But I mean, like, if you're calling 
and you don't have an answer to the huge the Mick the Mick Ultra huge question of the day. Uh, if you're not on point, that's going to be terrible. But you know what you should do if you call and and just threw accolades on Bill, perhaps, or you know, talking about um, the. Uh, Florida man 0814. I don't know if that's a good idea to, to, to go down that road. Um, I don't think that was bigoted. Florida man 0814 says, can we talk about Andrea making a bigoted statement? I don't think that is a bigoted statement. I consider that a compliment. I do not agree with that. Andrea is not a bigot. Okay? And frankly, I felt very aroused by that. And if there was one in front of my face, I would have put my mouth on it and jiggled the balls. Maureen says, I think it was racist. Disagree. She says, what difference does it make what color the dick is? Well, if the dick is black, it's gigantic. All right? Don't lie to yourselves. What? Yes, in a topsy-turvy world, I am defending Andrea. That when she said this. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. That is not a racist statement. It is proven by fact. Cole, with a horrible comment, says she just likes doing that and wanted you to experience that. You know, you got to be careful. I'm trying to keep this above board. Josh says the black dicks have been bathed in rubbing alcohol so they don't get burnt. All right. So I want you guys to back off. We're trying to heal old wounds here. So suggesting something. I agree with Kenny. Can we just not talk shit about anyone that rallied support around Eric since since 2016? That'd be great. Kenny, I'm with you. I am, we are on the same page. Where was I? <laughs> okay. You guys got to quit saying excellent jokes because they're, they're making me laugh. Kent dropped the E out of you says, I had a black dick after my vasectomy. I'm so sorry to hear that. That sounds terrible. Jesus. All right, um, so we had huge success, huge success getting the show done today or yesterday. More, hopefully, today. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you are not in West Michigan, well, if you're in West Michigan, you can listen on 96.1. If you are not, you download the iHeart app. You Hell, you can do this in West Michigan, too, and just search 96.1 the game and then it'll show up 
and you listen. Bill is all about guess. I am not. I am about the show between him and I. That's what I want. But he's all about, oh, no, we got to get a guest in here. I'm like, okay, sounds good. I can do guests. I'm all about it. Again, I am the Swiss Army knife of microphone work. We got to get an insider and a big-name guest. That's what we got to have. Big-name guest and an insider. Back-to-back insider, big-name guest. Huge opinion. Statewide web address. All right. Welcome in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's funny you said that. Uh, I forgot which one of you said it, about me making him nervous. I actually wrote that in my comments here about this show. and my Because I, I actually do write what I'm talking about today. And I wrote, I make Bill nervous. Aside from the silly gag we did on Facebook, which was all staged, obviously. But not everybody believed that. Joey. I believe that. Uh, he was like he um there's a couple moments where he said something and and he was like just crawling out of his skin, afraid that it would take a a a dirty turn. Again, this was the guy who back in the day on BBL, he would call me up and say, Hey, I just want to give you some advice. You're going to take it. No more sexy talk. What? Wait, what I'm getting a vibe that there's some sexy talk going on the radio. No more sexy talk. Uh, the suggestion, can you please do huge voice on his show at some point? Uh, I had thought about the idea of if he asks a big name big name guest big name guest a question he could ask the question and then i could ask the question another question in huge voice so it would be huge and then pseudo uh fake huge asking a question to the big name guest but the problem is he has to like okay it you know it's his show He has to come up with the idea. Or I can like bring it up and then he can somehow change a very, very minor detail and say, I got this great idea. Okay, sounds good. Just another example of how unbelievably versatile I am. So thanks a bunch for being here. I've got lurkers. I've got lurkers. I've got lurkers. Welcome, lurkers. You are welcome. Don't step out of line or you won't be lurking, 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 lurking. You're welcome to lurk. Don't mind that. As we try to rebuild the audience from the devastation 
of this past weekend. The nuclear attack decimated, decimated the world. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? Wycon Rob says, slowest brown voice. I cannot. I can't do it because, first of all, he's the best. Lomas is fantastic. I got a chance to talk to Lomas when I did the show on my own. And I, I can't do that anymore. Um, because I love that guy and it's, you see, that's the problem. You remember that old thing? It's funny. Cause we don't know them. Once you meet someone like a Lomas and you spend time talking to him, it, it, it's tough to want to, you know, do that insulting thing. So I, I, I'm at least for now, I'm banning the Lomas voice. Fuck that. Lomas is great. Will Teeman. What about now? I don't. Hello, Bill. This is Will Teeman. It's time to have a frank, frank discussion about with Franklin Insurance. Um, Will Will Teeman is uh, is a great one. It might have to make, but you see, I can't do that appearance on there because Bill talks to Teeman, and he got it. And if I bust out Will Teeman. That bill's going to be, it, it, it could only be a, a short little burst. Hello, it's Will Teeman. Just something like that. And then, but nothing really incendiary. If I go down that road, that's going to, Bill doesn't like burning bridges. I do, as you know. That's right, Dan. When Eric covered for huge, I wanted to mock Lomas, but couldn't do it after his interview. LOL. Hello, this is Will Teeman, voice of the Spartans. <coughs> Do it, Will Teeman makes me cough. Voice of the Spartans and spokesperson for Franklin Insurance. He got it. Okay, today, 3 p.m., remember that. Thank you to the uh, folks that are watching the show on uh, Twitch, Facebook, and Wait a minute. Hold on. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. But for the folks on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I am now going to say goodbye to you. Okay? I only give you like the first half hour of me talking shit. And the rest, you got to go and sign up and follow me on Twitch. That's where I, you know, I'm stationed there. Like, with no interruptions. Twitch.twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Okay, you go there, hit the follow button. That uh, that way you'll know when I'm live. And there you go. Then you're in business. While that is playing, ads will drop in throughout the show, and it's incredibly annoying, and it wrecks the flow. But that's how uh, it's kept free. If you don't want to see those ads, you can sign up with your Amazon Prime account. Uh, you got to do it, though manually each month and i think you have to do it from a desktop or a laptop but it's free or if you don't have amazon prime you can throw five bucks at it and you can get the same feature but that is totally up to you i don't really push it that much i just like to give the information because some people might be like hey how the fuck do i get this minus the fucking ads the uh video ads this is all people just like to watch the shit while i'm talking live which is cool i appreciate that 
Beats listening to the radio in the morning. Anyway, uh, so that's what's up. And uh, so now I got to say goodbye to you. And as always, I uh, like to mention that I have a Patreon. I do a second podcast every day. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I signed four people last night alone. It's really, I, I feel so much better because I was worried when um, the great uh, Zaniac exodus took place that it would kind of like dry up. But that was a foolish thing to think because it's fucking roaring now. So thank you so much uh, to Matt, uh, Franco, Brandon, and Chad. And another Matt for signing up. I appreciate that. Uh, so sign up on Patreon if you want to um, uh, if you want to check out the show on Patreon. And uh, Corey says, idiot, you can use your Amazon Prime on the Twitch app. So I got that wrong. Sorry. And then, of course, wherever you download shows, you can get this free podcast wherever you download shows and listen to it whenever you want on demand. All right, that's enough. They're all gone. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you to them. They made my life much easier when they repaired the embellisher after the brakes went out. Oh, my God. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Uh, Not to mention YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Uh, more on Frank a little later on. So how's everybody doing? Glad you're here. Make yourselves at home. Uh, Terry has been... <laughs> Terry has been saying, fuck the ads, buy me a damn subscription, you cheap jerks. He has been uh, uh, suggesting that for quite some time. You're hilarious, Terry. Sell some of those crystals. You can do it. Hang on. I need water. I'm pretty confident there's going to be a pee break in the show. We did not have one yesterday. I don't know how I pulled that off. Okay. So, over the weekend... um, I failed to mention this yesterday. A couple things. We're in the basement that uh, we're trying to put back together. The flooring, of course, laid down perfectly by Bennett. The uh, room looks pretty damn good. There's nothing in it. And uh, Diana was like, when are we going to put those plates over the over the plugs? I go, okay, well, uh, let's do that. So we started doing that. And she actually did most of it. Once we got started, it was quite simple, obviously. Just screw those little plates in there. And I go, well, we need uh, blinds in here. I had forgotten how much fucking blinds are. Now, three windows. Uh, they're all about, uh, I think one is like, 68 inches wide and the other two are like over 80 inches wide. So I, I take the measurements. Now I, I recommend this. This is a, this is a freebie. Uh, I recommend going to Lowe's. Okay. Um, they do an excellent job. I don't know anything about if you're saving any money or what, but they just, it's twice I've done it and they've been excellent. 
So you go there and they got a ton of different things you can, uh, different uh, styles. And so, now, if it were me, I'd be buying the old school shit that you throw up there and you just grab and you just pull down a shade like in your kid, like when you were a kid. It costs you like 30 bucks a pop. Even that, to me, is too expensive. But I know that's a bad move. So we're approaching the blind section. And I said, so pick out what you want. To the queen of the forest. And so she settles on the... uh, I guess, cellular blinds. They're like a fabric. And then when they're up, they're like an accordion. And then you pull them down and, and, uh, and that's it. And, uh, now that actually works out because like I said, these things are fucking expensive, but I think the cellular ones are probably the least expensive. So, you know, you got to figure out what color, uh, how wide each of those uh, little louvers are going to be. Uh, you know, all sorts of, you open up the book and you're looking at the colors and she goes, what do we get? I go, whatever, you, you know, I, I'm guessing some type of uh, a gray or blue would be good. But uh, for, for that room, she goes, oh yeah, I just love that. Okay. I go, all right, well, yeah. And then uh, the guy goes, do you want uh, room darkening? And uh, I go, well, how much is it? Room darkening. Because they put like a film on the opposite side of the blind. And it keeps the light out. He goes, oh, it's uh, about 200 bucks a blind. For the room darkening. Now, right, I like, I go, <coughs> I'm like, oh, fucking shit. 200 bucks additional for how the fuck, how much is this going to fucking cost for these fucking things? I don't yet have the dollar amount. And uh, we're just kind of like getting all the things that we want. I go, and, and I, I didn't, I did not bat an eye. He goes, oh, about 200 bucks a blind. And I, I, I kind of look at it. I go, honey, honey, uh, do you want room darkening? And then she goes, well, I mean, we're not sleeping in there. So there's really no point. I go, Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Now, now in my mind, I'm like, yes, fucking shit, right on. And I go, I believe we'll pass on the room darkening. And then he, he's giving me, uh, all, he's giving us all these different options you can get. I go, uh, how much is that more? Oh, that would be uh, another $75 per blind. So if you got like the full thing, each blind is like $50,000, okay? It's like the Stephen Hyde School of Pricing. Sorry, Stefan. I'm totally kidding. It's a joke. Is he even here right now? Stefan. I don't see him. I don't see him. But I see lurkers! I see you, lurkers. So this, uh, give him all the measurements. First blind comes in at, uh, 
like four sixty, four hundred and sixty dollars for a blind. And I'm like, fucking shit. There's still, still two more. <laughs> I was hoping to get away with like eighty bucks for three. And I cannot react. I don't want to. Ra- I don't want to spoil this for her. I'm like, oh, okay, jolly good. Here's the measurements for the next one. Okay, uh, you can figure out. I think the uh, cost because uh, some were smaller, some were. I think that was the biggest one. I think all told, I think it worked out to right around twelve hundred dollars. One thing after another, crazy ass dog emergency visits to the to the, the uh, vet, wedding, college, these blinds. I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. Don't panic. Nothing's as good as it seems. No, uh, all that, and it's a good thing I grew a garden of listeners. So you know, I mean, I got that going for me. While we were there, I walk into the place and there's some hyper lady with a German shepherd puppy. And um, I see the dog and I want to pet the dog, but the dog kind of is trying to get away. And so, and the lady looks pissed off. I go, well. And she's kind of a a burly, big bone woman, so I didn't want to fuck with her. And uh, some dude comes walking up with a big wad of paper towels. The dog is peed on the floor of Lowe's. Why the dog is there, I don't know. I think I figured it out later. But you know, nowadays, uh, too many Americans are going down the road of this fucked up. I need an animal with me everywhere because I can't handle anything on the planet. So if uh, if I go take a shit, uh, I have to sit on the toilet with a parakeet, a goat, uh, a toucan, a horse, uh, a baby pig, uh, a chameleon, and an alligator, or else I'm uncomfortable. And, well, we all know that that's bullshit. Okay, it's just the dumbest thing that's ever happened ever. It's it's horrible. We live in a terribly pussified society where everyone needs five animals in order to feel like they're in a fucking safe space. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So I can't figure out if she was doing that to feel safe, but I don't think she was doing it to feel safe because she looked like she was getting ready to strangle the dog. I thought she was going to throw it into a rear naked choke right there and choke it out. But the guy uh, uh, wipes up the piss and then I keep going. Now, when we're sitting there looking at the blinds uh, over my back, I can hear, okay, come on, go. No, stop, stop, stop. Okay, go. Stop, stop, stop. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Stop, stop, stop. Go. Oh, stop, stop. I turn around, and this crazy bitch has this dog who hates his fucking life. And the dog 
She's training the dog in the main aisle of Lowe's. Now, yes, she might be one of those assholes who trains dogs for those other assholes who need the dogs, but it's fucking the worst thing in the world. I hated watching it. All the dog, the dog wants to go and fetch and roll around in the grass. Like, what a fucking horrible, abusive life for this fucking dog. And and she, okay, she gets the dog to stop and the dog sits. All right? And then the dog, she goes, okay, go. And then the dog takes two steps and starts pulling her. And then she, like, yanks the leash and stop, stop, stop. And that's what she's doing. She's doing that. And she's, she's moving like a foot and a half at a time. And now she might have been like, okay, we have to do this uh, in, in, in people, in, in an area where there's people so that the dog can learn so that we can give it to a recipient. Fuck that shit. That dog needs to be running uh, like into the lake to chase a fucking ball. I can't stand it. I think if I, okay, when I become president, I'm abolishing all guns. I will come and take it. I'm going to sign an executive order that guns are life imprisonment and we're going to go door to door, kick in everyone's doors and steal their guns. And I'm going to make abortion 100% legal everywhere. In fact, I'm going to incentivize abortion. If you get an abortion, you get a million dollars. That's what I'm doing. In addition to that, I am banning. Uh, I am banning the use of service animals. No. Field not found says, yeah, fuck those guys that need service dogs. I didn't even like that guy. He's quoting me. Yeah, fuck those guys that need service dogs. I didn't even like that guy I had on the show that did that for a living. Shut up. Don't wreck it, for fuck's sake. There was a time years ago that I hung out with my pal Andy the Cripple. With the comment that says, even worse if the dogs are wearing hats that tell us they served. You're GD right. Fuck that. We go to um, the Black Rose downtown. Not to be confused. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want to And Andy brings his dog, Tango. This is beautiful black lab. And, uh... God, so many great fucking jokes that are interrupting me. Aram writes, Oh my God, did you hear what he said on the podcast today? I was appalled. Post later on various message groups. Fucking fun. Look, as I say. Um, Andy comes walking in with Tango. Now, wheelchair people are also dicks. Everyone in a wheelchair is a dick. And Andy comes rolling in. And he's looking dickish. I go, uh-oh, you in a dick mood? Yeah! All right, let's go eat. 
Dog comes in. Dog has a look on his face like, I just want to be a normal dog, but I got to take care of this fucked up cripple. Oh, shit. And so then we go there and fucking Andy gets chicken fingers. Can you cut them up too? So they're going to cut up the chicken fingers. And then in his handy hand, he's going to, he has like a, a poker or like a big toothpick. And he's just jabs the food and puts it in his mouth. He is a quadriplegic, but he has some movement of his shoulders. Tango is at his feet. Paws right in front of Tango. Beautiful, beautiful, silky colored black lab. Dumb shit drops a nugget chunk. And as God is my witness, it landed on the paws. The dog moves his head ever so slightly and opens his mouth like, oh, thank God, a morsel. This is so great. And then you hear, no. I'm like, what? No, Tango. I go, what the fuck are you doing? And he's, uh, I, I, I guess they can't allow the dog to do that for some reason. I'm like, you asshole. It's so, th- I go, can I, can I get it and re- stop the torture of this animal, of this beast? He goes, no, he must keep, we must reinforce that he cannot eat that. You're such a cock. You're the worst. About to flip you out of that chair right now, you piece of shit. Push you out in the street. Fend for yourself, and I'm going to take the dog, dick. Yeah, Aram's got it. It says all treats need to come from the handler. He can't reward himself. That's fucking stupid. I hate those people. Total bullshit. That's what I witnessed. It was, I was so triggered at Lowe's. I was like, can you believe this crazy bitch? Holy shit. All right, folks. Patreon, join me there. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It's a fun place to be with, uh, uh, well, I, you know, I, I put out about t- 10 hours of content on the uh, free podcast each and every week. Put out about 15 on the Patreon. So if you need more to listen to, you should consider signing up for the Patreon. A five or ten dollar donation will get you plenty. The five bucks is all the audio and the audio archive. Ten is all the audio, the video, and the live streams. Um still planning on doing let's see here. Yeah, I'm planning on doing the there's no reason why I can't do the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast on Thursday. And that would make it we're looking at, well, Jesus, up near seven, seven and a half hours of talking into a microphone for Thursday. That'll be a marathon day. I'm up for it. So you can join me on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Um, if the lurkers are still on Patreon, they will be there. They will be invited there. I, If you're a member on Patreon, you are invited. And as a paying customer, yes, of course you'll be invited. 
You can even, uh, 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 you know, the final word. You can say something horrible about me. That That's, hey, I, I, I can't stop you. I would love that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If any of the wounded and the hurt want to be on it. By the way, I unbanned everyone from Patreon. We now have no bannings on Patreon. So if any of the hurt want back in, you are more than welcome to join. I am offering, I'm extending you that. And I will even weigh, waive the $100 additional sign-up fee uh, for at least this month. So if you want to get back in, I will allow it because I am a benevolent soul who I am extending that olive branch by unbanning you. But you are on probation and you will be watched uh, with a raised eyebrow. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The opening and live stream of this show is brought to you by the Kent County Health Department. Accesskent.com slash health. Thank you so much for being there and uh, supporting the community. If you, you know, the kids are going back to school soon, and I I just hate saying that. Um, But if vaccinations uh, are a critical thing, you can get them for free. They are a critical thing, and uh, you you should get your kids vaccinated for everything before they go back to school. And uh, that can be free for you. For more information, go to accesskent.com slash health and click on immunizations. While I'm at it, uh, if you're traveling abroad, there are certain immunizations you may need depending on where you're going. If you're going to one of these shithole countries, for God's sake, you're definitely going to need immunizations. Uh, Accesskent.com slash health for all that information. As always, uh, Corey says the $100 sign-up fee. Well, first, Rob says, I don't remember paying that. Well, no, it it wasn't in there then. I have now... Uh, instilled that $100 uh, initial sign-up fee, but I'm waiving it for this month. Corey describes it as an asshole tax. All right. His words, not mine. I don't, I don't call it that. I think that's a horrible thing to say. I would never dream of being so inflammatory. Uh, the uh, gift of life, Michigan encourages you to fill out, uh, your organ donor card. If you look at your driver's license and you don't see the little red heart, you got to do this. There's two, two things to do. It depends on where, where you live. If you're in the state of Michigan, you go to G O L M.org. If you're outside of the state of Michigan, you go to registerme.org and sign up to be an organ donor. Uh, your parts can save eight lives and improve the lives of hundreds more. Sign up, takes two minutes, fill out the form, and off you go. Thank you to Jimmy in Portland, Maine for sending this along. Um, hold on a second. I'm already screwing shit up. Okay. In New York City, uh, this bishop 
uh, was robbed. And when they said it, I go, now, is this like the bishop or is this a bishop? Because if it's described as a bishop, that's pretty much a term given when someone thinks that they're really great at being a uh, a preacher. If you're a Catholic bishop, that's different. Uh, but this guy is the bishop. And so, and this is the type of bishop who is super wealthy. Now, if you're a Catholic bishop, you're not wealthy. You've taken an oath of poverty. There is a difference. So if you are like the, the, the bishop of Grand, the Grand Rapids Archdiocese, if you're that guy, Bishop Wachowiak is his name, and you see that this dude calls himself a bishop, you're kind of pissed off. This is what we call a grifting televangelist pastor. Corey says it's too bad they don't take an oath not to touch little boys. Yeah, we're going to need at least another 100 years to get to, uh, to distance ourselves from that one. No matter how much the Catholic Church disavows, it's still too fresh. Thank God the Boy Scouts were into rape too because it's taken some of the heat off of the Catholics. You're right on that one. Well, anyway, the Catholic bishop is like, why the fuck is this guy calling himself a bishop? But that's irrelevant, really. The point of the story is Bishop so-and-so here was at the church. This is the type of church, like, if you ever saw the Blues Brothers, that scene where James Brown is doing the mass and uh, Shaka Khan starts dancing and Jake and Elwood are dancing like crazy. Yes, I have seen the light. And they're uh, busting out that song, The Old Landmark. That's what type of church this is. This guy's there, and and it's being streamed on a live stream, and a bunch of dudes run in and rob the guy, and they didn't, and they went after the 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 uh, priest, the priest jewelry. He's so fucking rich, this bishop or whatever the fuck he is, that these thieves don't give a shit about like what's in the collection plate or what everybody has in their pocket. They go for the bishop. It's incredible. Take a listen or watch it. Moving on to this, three gunmen interrupt a church sermon in New York and get away with a lot of valuables. Brooke Thomas is here with the story, Brooke. Yeah, Sandra, it is shocking video. A bishop says he was robbed at gunpoint during church. Seriously, he was at the pulpit and it was all caught on camera. Love Brooke's hair. Live. The church was actually live streaming Sunday this, service. Look at this. Bishop Lamar Whitehead says he noticed three masked gunmen enter. Th- okay. Uh, to note, Lamar White, Bishop Lamar Whitehead goes down. He sees the bad guys and he throws himself face down on the ground. It's like he knows that they're coming for him. Look at this not so subtle backdrop, too, of, hey, uh, you know who's in charge when it's this giant fucking tapestry says Lamore Whitehead the Sigillum Apostoli something Italian or Latin the altar boy 
or the altar server is just sitting here like, ah, this happens all the time. Look at this guy. Through the back door of the church while he was preaching. You can see there he got down on the floor as they pointed guns at him. And the altar server doesn't even react. I guess that's a deacon, maybe. And at deacons who were posted at the doors. So the bishop says they took his wedding band, the cross he wears around his neck, his wife's wedding ring, all her jewelry, and his bishop's ring. So police initially said the jewelry. Look at this dude. He looks like MC fucking Hammer. He's so he's got he's so decked out. It was worth four hundred thousand dollars, and that's a lot of money in itself. But sources tell our sister station in New York that it was actually worth more than a million. This dude is on stage wearing $1 million in jewelry. Holy shit. The church is in Brooklyn and Bishop White. Had yeah, I, I guess my question is, how much of an idiot do you have to be to, you know, go and watch a guy with a million dollars worth of jewelry tell you how to worship? says luckily the robbers didn't shoot anyone took my watch took my jewelry took my bishop's ring i think the sound goes out on this now watch this in this next part of the story um they make it a point to address how much uh the uh, value of this guy's uh, jewelry was so uh, police say the robbers ran to a white Mercedes. And this morning, they actually do have a license plate number, and they are currently looking for the car. Bishop Whitehead says this morning his church is traumatized. He says women and children in his congregation are still crying. And I know what you're asking. He also... Can this chick get any more hot, by the way? ...answered the question. You know, people are saying, you know, why do you have this much jewelry? Why do you spend this much money on jewelry? And he said, listen, it's his prerogative to spend his money on what he wants. He's got other businesses outside of the church. I hear he's into real estate. And he says, you know, he still doesn't deserve to be robbed at gunpoint. Mm. Back to you. <laughs> I like the guy goes, mm. He's probably like, yeah, he does. He probably got, you know, the idea would be like, yes, he gets his money from them. From the people in the congregation. Sounds like a little uh, Robin Hood going on, maybe. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Maybe he is super wealthy from doing all this other shit, but it's still a weird look. I don't know. I I would struggle with that. I, I would always struggle with someone who's super rich preaching. I don't know why. I want someone poor when it comes to my preaching. Got to give me some poverty here. It's just a little weird. All right. So that's what happened. And thank you, Jimmy, for sending that story along. Um, this one, this next story I have for you. Oh, my God. <clears throat> this was in... Um, is it Costa Rica? No, idiot. What is wrong? It's in Israel where this one happened. Costa Rica. What the? I think it's getting stories combined. Okay, so what you got here is they're having a uh, Corey right? Shut up, you poor fool. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Um, they're having a pool party at whatever, and there's a ton of people there, and then. Uh, all of a sudden, everybody starts getting out of the pool and the water level on the pool uh, starts dropping dramatically. And what has happened 
is a sinkhole underneath the pool lining has formed. A huge sinkhole. And when it formed, or when it gave way, it ripped the bottom of the pool. The, it ripped the bottom of the pool, and it was like, you know, like when you flush a toilet and the water goes around and around? <laughs> it did that. And I, I'm going to show you the video of when it's taken that last big gulp. Okay. And you see all of the pool, the floating pool toys fall down into the hole. And they're, they're not, it just sucks them down. This crazy vortex. And then just prior to that, uh, playing the part of turds, people. I'm not even kidding. Uh, now, this video is only, Chris says, they flushed the pool. That's exactly what they did. Check this out. I'm a little disappointed that I couldn't see this from when it first started, but we pick it up. You can see here in the opening freeze frame that they're all standing in ankle-deep water now. The water level has dropped uh, almost to nothing, and this happened in an instant. It was super fast that it all just kind of got sucked out of there. And two people disappear down it. You don't, because some of you might be grossed out by that. One dude's dead. The other one managed to crawl out. You don't see uh, the guys getting sucked down. Check this out. That guy falls. Uh, It comes back. Look at that guy's trying to like. They don't know what to do. If they get too close, they're gonna they're gonna get sucked down into it. Watch the look at the pool toys. This is terrifying. Are you shitting me? No one knows what to do. They just know there's two people down there. That that was a uh, 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 fuck in Israeli. Is Israeli a language? Am I am I even saying this right? What did I just say? Jewish? What did I say? Yiddish? I don't know. Sam the Jew. What does that mean? Okay, now this is the aftermath. There's the hole into hell. That goes down forty to fifty feet. There's a dude at the bottom of it. Holy shit. Man. So one guy, though, he came like army crawling out of the hole. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, it's called Hebrew. Fuck. Jesus. Of course I knew that. What an idiot. Do they speak Jewish? What a dick. Brandis says, my nightmare scenario. Oh, my God. Oh, you are not kidding. And and dude died. They, they, they found him in the bottom of the thing. Um, 
Jesus, 32-year-old dude uh, died from it. They, they said they don't know if he drowned or if he died from the fall. Well, I would think that it just sucked him down, and then that was it because it wasn't necessarily a fall because it was full of water. It just kept disappearing, and it all happened within seconds, they say. The two men were swept into the vortex that uh, dragged them into the sinkhole. Holy shit. Adnan asks, is he, is he okay? Uh, six people were in the pool at the time. The rest were unharmed. They just kind of stood around and watched it. The U.S. Geological Survey uh, was there trying to figure out what was going on. Um, there are several ways that sinkholes can form. They usually occur when the ground below the land surface dissolves into the ground and is washed away, leaving an open cavern covered only by a thin layer of ground. Um, while, uh, while also on this um, story is another image of something at Monticello Dam that's interesting, in Lake Berryessa, California. It is an image of something known as, according to this, the glory hole. It looks fake, but I guess this is real. Stock image of the glory hole spillway at Monticello Dam. Water was sucked into a sinkhole that opened up in the home pool in Israel. So they, they said, yeah, this is what it could look like. The glory hole. Which, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, sinkholes fucking scare me. Look at this one. Car falls in a sinkhole. Holy shit. Jesus. All right. That's that. Rest in peace. Bummer. Terrible story. Um, okay, here we are. It is... Uh, Nearly a quarter after the after nine o'clock Eastern time, as we do this show live, and I'm already massively behind. Kenny says, "Who named that thing the glory hole? Brazzers? No shit." Blue Frost IT reminds you that if you have a small or medium sized business, to reach out to them. 616-285-50. 616-285-50. So, all right, great. You got your employees, you got your insurance, you got your uh, you got your customers and okay, if your tech goes south, you're done for the day. You would like to keep working. So, it's good to have first of all your tech updated appropriately, computers, printers, routers, whatever it may be, even the keyboard and the mouse. Um, when you're ready to take that uh, plunge, call upon Blue Frost IT. Sit down for a 30-minute consultation for your business. They'll tell you what will work best for your business based on what you do at your business. Otherwise, you're going to have to figure that shit out, and all you're going to do is go to Best Buy and say, this one looks good, and that's stupid. Uh, so don't do that. Get a complimentary consultation from Alan from Blue Frost IT. He'll tell you what you need. He'll help you make your purchase. He'll help you set it up. And then he's going to become the managed IT service provider for you, uh, for your business. It is perfect for a smaller, medium-sized business because, um, you know, odds are you don't have your own tech team. Big companies already do have their own in-house tech team. For the rest of us, like me, 
You need Blue Frost. 616-200-8550. Okay. Also, a shout-out to Jason Mays at JM Synthetics. Okay. So, like, uh, you like to do it on your, uh, you like to uh, be, you're a, oh, wow, I can't eat. Did you hear that? I sounded like a fucking moron. If you're a DIY pro, changing your own oil, lubricating your equipment and your vehicles, you need JM Synthetics. He is, uh, of course, a distributor of Amsoil who invented synthetic motor oil. And Amsoil, the only way to get it is through these hardworking distributors like Jason. So no matter where you are in the U.S., I'm encouraging you to reach out to JM Synthetics to make your purchases. Whatever Amsoil products you need, if you have an oil change coming on the horizon, go to jmsynthetics.com, get the oil, get the filters you need, air filters, things like that, oil filters, it's all there. You can shop by product or you can shop by equipment, car, truck, light duty, heavy duty, ATV, snowmobile, RV, four-wheeler, six-wheeler, Sherpa. Have you ever seen a Sherpa? I heard Anthony Cumia talking about these. Sherpa ATV. These things are fucking sweet. Can you imagine if I'm cruising around, if I'm cruising around, Fear Bunker North in one of these. Oh my God. Look at that. Or a Sherp. Sherp ATV. I thought it was called a Sherpa. Ugh. The ultimate off-road vehicle. I'll link it up in the show notes if I don't forget. How badass is that? Uh, Sherpa cost. If uh, Maybe it'll cost only $1,000. A hundred and five thousand. <laughs> All right, maybe not. That would be fun, though. At least you should be able to rent one of those things. Okay, I completely digress. Uh, Amanda says, "Aren't Sherpas those things that take you up the mountains?" Yes, that's why it'd be a great name for it. Yeah, they're not things; they're people. Ding dong. Corey says, pocket change for a bishop. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. um, Eric's got a uh, tinkle. So I want you to hang right there, okay? Do the intermission, and I'll be right back.
All right. Was this the second or third pee break today? It was the first, you ding dong. Have you lost your mind? Are you high? I have an update for you. On a, a story that we talked about, I think it was last week. The lady who was in a coma for two years. There is an update to this story. She was in a coma after two years and uh, she had been attacked uh, and, and left for dead. And they're like, oh my God, she's been bludgeoned with a hatchet. But oh, holy shit, she's still alive. Well, she was in a coma for two years. And then she finally comes out of the coma and she's like, it was my brother. My brother did it. It's like, what? Okay, so let's actually watch that uh, that whole thing in West Virginia. Hang on. They came to. I, mean, I fucked that whole thing up. Grass, Shit. And they found her in a big pool of blood. Okay. They Just down the hill from Eileen Palmer is where her daughter Wanda Palmer lives. They came to the Wednesday morning to mow her grass. And they found her in a big pool of blood. Okay, now, she, she may look like she's 100, but she's actually 21 years old. This is West Virginia, so. He said, and they run up on the hill real fast on the four-wheeler and told us, and I called the police and the ambulance. When Jackson County deputies arrived at Wanda's home, they found a gruesome scene. We show up and we see her on the couch, bloodied, uh, battered bludgeon uh, in the head and face area. Uh. Sheriff Mellinger says they thought she was dead at first, but Wanda was unconscious, barely clinging to life. You know, the injuries were consistent with being hit with some sort of an edged weapon, you know, a hatchet, an axe, something along that line. When I Dahl Hargraves, I split his head in two with a lawnmower blade. I spoke to Wanda's mom, Eileen, two years ago. She said her daughter didn't deserve Hi. what happened to her. And she also said the prayers are what kept her alive. Thank God she's still alive. Thank God. Prayers is really going up for her. Those prayers continued and 10... Now I feel bad for making fun of her. ...days ago, Wanda finally opened her eyes from a coma that lasted two years. Though their search was extensive, Sheriff Mellinger says the case was cold. But early on, Wanda's brother, Daniel Palmer, had been named a person of interest. When Mellinger went to check on Wanda, she told him her story. The, the real thing we were missing up to this point was someone who could tell us what happened. You know, just recently, the, that actually came to fruition, where she was able to not only name the attacker, but tell us um, that it was, in fact, her brother. Wanda identified her brother, Daniel Palmer. Look at this dude. Holy shit. I mean... That fucking face. It's, is that's the best picture they could get for him? It looks like he's squeezing out a square turd. Holy shit. Palmer as her attacker. We knew him recently to, to live in some pretty poor conditions himself. Uh, we put together a plan there late last <laughs> night. Today we had to actually travel by ATV into a remote location. Sheriff Mellinger says Wanda will never be fully recovered. Oh, She'll boy. never be normal, I mean, per se. The arrest brings... Uh, who the fuck are you, a doctor? Shut up, Sheriff. ...some closure, 
But the true story is Wanda's resilience. This case is really about the, the perseverance and the, the, the toughness and the strength of the victim in itself. Okay. Ah! Shit. What the fuck is that? All right. Update on that story. Because we actually knew all of that. Well, the guy who looked like an R-word, well, he's dead now. He was taken into custody. And, you know, this guy doesn't exactly look as strong as Mike Ball or anything. He looked pretty fucked up. Uh, he fucking croaked. He, they, they got him in custody. They arrested him. And then less than a week later, they just found him dead. David J. Palmer III died in custody. They said they don't know the cause of death. This is West Virginia. So they probably, someone probably knew the, the woman he attacked and they probably just killed him when he was in jail. That actually is acceptable in West Virginia. That happens all the time. They actually in that state, that's such a backward state. They haven't actually had to convict anyone in like 80 years because if anyone does anything criminal, they're just killed. I mean, seriously, you get busted for a, a, a Dewey or something like that. And you go to jail, you die. Guy, what's that guy's name? Uh, 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 the fucking Tennessee politician. Uh, Basil, Basil McRae, Basil, what's his name? Something.com, Basil, something.com. I'm going to put you under the, underneath the prison, you die. You do a crime, you die. Statement didn't indicate a cause of death. Spokeswoman for the Department of Health and Human Resources, which oversees the state medical examiner's office, said state law only allows the agency, blah, 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 blah. He was uncooperative while in custody and during booking procedures. So there you go. He's uncooperative. They said, all right, well, we're going to kill you. Uh, His death likely brings to a close a highly unusual case. And, you know, that's it. Now they can put put that to bed. And so I actually applaud uh, West Virginia justice. Um, the, the community doesn't need some disgusting mountain man, you know, especially someone who, uh, took a hatchet to his own sister. You, you just got to kill those people. And that's, that's pretty much the end of it, you know? So, all right. That is, uh, basilmarceau.com. That's it. Uh, Adam said, what if she hates her brother and is making it all up to get him in trouble? And then he saw the picture. He said, never mind. His picture screams guilty. So that's, uh, that's it. She lives. She lives to fight another day. Okay. Um, God, I don't know if I pulled the story. Oh, I did. Um, I want to talk Trump. First of all, he's in Washington. He's back in Washington for the first time when he stormed out January 20, January 20, 2020 or 2020. He wouldn't show up for the inauguration. He just left on the helicopter said, fuck you. I'm leaving. I'm not going to this fucking thing. Fuck you. Which is pretty fucking funny. Um, he's also today the keynote at like some law enforcement summit. And I give Biden credit. He put together enough wits to say, you can't be 
pro-cop and pro-insurrection at the same time. And I'm like, you know, you got a point. And, and we all know this. Some of you might disagree, and that's okay that you're wrong and stupid. But, uh, you know, he did. He planned this. It was his, uh, he was trying to overthrow the government, and he was happy to do it that way. And uh, in his own distorted, sick, disgusting world, that's exactly uh, what he intended. That's why he's like, "Let give me the wheel. I'm going to the Capitol. To li-. Can you imagine if Trump rolled up in the beast at the Capitol and was like, go, go. There's no way he was going to go there, get out of that thing and say, everybody stop. He was, go- he was going there to see the carnage. He was going there to encourage all of those fucking morons to do his bidding and hang Mike Pence. Everybody knows it. You don't believe it. You're a fucking fool. Now they have, okay. So on the day of the asshole convention, he, he records a video in the Rose Garden. He's like, uh, we love you. We love you, but just go home and go in peace. And it's like the fact that he said, we love you is so fucking terrible. It's like, why would you say that? Well, you were so, well it's because he, he loves them. He, he actually loves those people. He is, was all about it. He was trying to overthrow the government. Um, the next day, he was supposed to read uh, a speech, and it was titled Remarks on National Hearing. He went and edited it and um, changed a lot of the wording because he didn't like what he was saying to his followers. And they interviewed the daughter, Ivanka, and they said, hey, does this look like your dad's writing? She goes, yeah, he did that. He crossed all that shit out, and she actually said that. Now, if I'm Trump, I'm like, hey, when you go speak to them, you got to lie your ass off. Okay, don't tell the truth, because if you tell the truth is really bad, you're my daughter. You got to I mean, blood is thicker than water and you got to go and lie for me. But she goes in there and she says, oh, yeah, yeah, he did all that. (laughs) Holy shit. So uh, in this speech, there's some massive things that tell you where his brain was. Uh, I'm just going to read right from the article, so bear with me. Trump removed a line directing the Justice Department to prosecute January 6th rioters. Uh, In the line... um, Okay, hang on, I'm already screwing this up. According to a copy of the draft of his remarks with his handwritten notes released Monday by the House Select Committee probing the assault. Representative Elena Luria, a Democrat from Virginia who led the questioning for the hearing with Adam Kinzinger, shared a video to her Twitter feed that includes recorded testimony from Trump, from Ivanka Trump and Jared Kirshner. Uh, There were things he was unwilling to say. A paragraph. um, Okay. The draft remarks include a line that Trump crossed out so they wanted him to say it and he said no i'm not saying this and the line was i am directing the department of justice to ensure all lawbreakers are prosecuted 
to the fullest extent of the law, we must send a clear message, not with mercy, but with justice. Legal consequences must be swift and firm. He crossed that out. So what does that tell you right there? I mean, seriously, if you if you love Trump and he's crossed out that these fucking maniacs uh, need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and he doesn't want to say that, what does that tell you? A paragraph follows with the line, I want to be very clear. You do not represent me. You do not represent our movement is also crossed out. So I want to be very clear. You do not represent me. You do not represent our movement. He did not want to say that. So he crossed it out. Well, that's saying right there with his own crossing it out. You represent me. You represent me and my movement. This is ridiculous. Trump edited a third sentence, which initially read, and if you broke the law, you belong in jail. To instead say, and if you broke the law, you will pay. So he changed that. And he actually wrote, uh, will pay. You can see it right there. This is incredible. I guess my question is, if you are the Department of Justice, what would keep you from indicting him? My God. Tyler says, if he broke the law, I will pardon all of you. I think more than uh, one person was thinking the same thing with that joke. Uh, the suggestion is because um, the midterm elections are coming up. If he is going to announce his candidacy, will he do it? And a lot of people think he will. And I, my fingers are crossed that he will. I hope he does. Not because, because he might win. I don't know. And it's not, not whether win or lose. Again, I'm always about the story. And this will be an incredible story. If you thought it was fucking madness before, it's going to be even more madness. And just absolute chaos. And that makes your old pal Eric Zane happy from a show standpoint. Um, make no mistake. He's a crazy fuck. And anybody who believes in him, I believe that too. Uh, but... There's a, the idea, will he announce his candidacy before the election or after the election? I would think before the election. You want to rally all those uh, all those those idiots and get to fire them up. You got to fire up that base. There's also talk about, of all people, Mike Pence running for the nomination. Oh, my God. There's also talk about the Democrats bringing someone else out instead of Joe Biden. I can't wait. This is going to be spectacular. I think it all gets started August 2nd with um, the elections here in the great state of Michigan. Yes, August 2nd. We are uh, we're a week away. I think it's August 2nd. Maybe it's August 9th. I don't know. For the uh, Democratic-Republican primary. 
or I'm sorry, Republican primary for governor. That's what I'm interested in. There's also some other, um, other things going on that I'm interested in that I'm not interested enough to know what the fuck they are right now. Third party time, someone's suggesting. You know, fuck the third party, all right? Enough of this talk about the third party. Anybody who votes third party can suck my dick party. You asshole. You and your vote throwing away bullshit. There is no way that that is a good move. It's a horrible move. The only way you can vote third party is if someone's good enough to have actually a lot of momentum in the polls ahead of time so that when you they actually have a reasonable chance to win. So let's just say baby Jesus comes down and, you know, they do a poll and determine, all right, uh, third party candidate of the Green Party, baby Jesus has a, a 100% approval rating. Then you would vote for your third party. But I want you assholes to stop suggesting that you're going to vote for third. I'm going to vote libertarian and independent, you dick. Quit doing that shit. God, quit wasting your fucking vote. You cannot vote third party until you actually have someone who's worth a shit. Some dick does a town hall meeting. There's like three people there, five people watching online, kind of like this podcast. No one cares. Third party. Fuck you, you idiots. Holy shit. So dumb. All right. Every so often, the story about Peyton Manning sexually assaulting a um, health professional, a female athletic trainer at the University of Tennessee back in 1996, uh, makes the rounds. Jamie Naw Jamie Nawright was her name. She was just uh, she was early in her career. And uh, Manning was a 19-year-old star stud quarterback for the Tennessee Volunteers. When I moved to Tennessee in uh, May of 99, that story was still percolating. And and all the uh, uh, volunteer apologists were like, oh, yeah, he just just mooned somebody in the locker room and uh, made a big deal about it. And they uh, made a big deal about it. Now, that was the cover-up, supposedly. Um, let's watch this first and then because she's making the rounds and what happened, I think was she initially accepted a buyout or a, uh, drop the suit will pay a bunch of money. And then she accepted that and it went away, which I don't blame anybody for doing that. I always hate it when people say, yeah, the money grubbing scumbag and what a whore. Oh, she just did it for the money. Yeah, I don't know, man. First of all, yeah, that is a lot of money. So, okay, that's true. But, however, there's also the uh, the side of, you know, um, fucking hideous type of uh, um, uh, being in front of the public eye. And if you're sexually assaulted, you might just want to kind of like take your money and, and go home because it's just bad. 
And you don't want to have to live through that. But people always, too often people like uh, give people shit who take the money and run. And, and frankly, I would do the same damn thing. Okay, uh, Inside Edition did a story about this. This woman is speaking out on television for the first time about what she says legendary quarterback Peyton Manning did to her 21 years ago. I was repulsed. I was scared. This is uh, several years old, but still. I was intimidated. Back then, Jamie Nallwright was director of health and wellness at the University of Tennessee. 19-year-old Peyton Manning was the school's all-American quarterback destined for NFL greatness. On February 29, 1996, his injured foot was being examined in the athletic department's training room by Nawright, who holds a doctorate in education. What happened has been the subject of headlines and lawsuits ever since. She has never spoken about it on television until now. I felt something on my face, and Peyton had pulled his shorts down and sat his, his anus, his testicles, on my face. He gave her a Roman helmet. So I pushed him up and out. He turned around, pulled his shorts back up. Manning denies her allegations and has insisted he was mooning a friend in the training room and posed his backside as a prank. I briefly pulled down my pants to so-called moon him. One, one second, one and a half seconds pulled my pants back up and continued with Jamie's examination of the bottom of my foot. In a statement to Inside Edition, Manning's attorney said, Peyton Manning has been absolutely clear. Jamie Nawright's accusations are false. When her claims were first investigated 21 years ago, she told a very different story. Her current account was invented several years later in connection with her first of several groundless litigations against Peyton. Most recently, she left Peyton's mother a vulgar and extremely disturbing voicemail. Ms. Nawright should stop this abusive behavior, end quote. Nothing wrong with that abusive voicemail. In Kidding. response to that statement, Dr. Nawright said, I have not changed my story. This is another failed attempt to discredit and smear the victim. Tune in to Inside Edition to hear more of what Dr. All right. Um, and so it's, it's interesting how it... it it just happens to resurface from time to time. Uh, hold on. Amanda says, can we play the roast by Pete Davidson of Peyton Manning from the Rob Lowe roast? Maybe. Uh, can you, can the guy allegedly get mooned? Verif- can the guy allegedly getting mooned verify the story? Uh, a little bit more on this. Um, Peyton Manning, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks ever uh, to talk about his controversial past. I'm not sure what precipitated this to start making the rounds again. But in it, the two reportedly agreed not to discuss the matter publicly as part of a settlement. But Nall right, this is what got her going again. Uh, Nallwright was mentioned in a condescending manner, condescending manner in a book written by Peyton Manning and his father, Archie. So because he kind of brought it back around, she then filed a defamation lawsuit. 
That's why he was speaking in that deposition there. Uh, he's always maintained his stance. He denied claims that he was simply mooning it. Uh, he denied the claims and said he was simply mooning a teammate. Um, however, after reviewing the case, the court ruled there was sufficient evidence for it to be heard by a jury. This prompted the quarterback's team to move quickly and settle with the former trainer outside of court back in 2003. So I think that's the second settlement. Nallwright made other shocking claims as well. According to Sports Illustrated, she allegedly, she alleged that university officials looked to downplay the entire incident in order to protect the quarterback. She even claimed that one university official asked her to pin the entire blame on a black guy instead. Let's go to Big Black Dick because I know you want to hear it. The NFL can be a dark place with such allegations present against some of the league's most beloved superstars. You sometimes wonder who these athletes really are behind the scenes. That is just crazy. Pete Davidson, Rose, Peyton Manning. Let's give it a try. Peyton Manning's here. I fucking love Peyton Manning. He's the shit. Peyton. Peyton looks like if football players evolved to no longer need helmets. It's true. No, what seriously, what? Peyton, I love all of your work, especially when I saw you in the Goonies yelling, hey, you guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't think it's going to matter. Oh, boy. Is that, was there, yeah, Corey says, is that it? I think there might have been more to it, but um, his whole set was hilarious. Pete's really funny. Yeah, Comedy Central roast. I always, I always love those things. Okay, um, very good. I got more catch-up work to do. Uh, my policy shop insurance, Frank Fuss, 616-914-4070. If, uh, you know, you don't have health insurance, that's not an option. Why can't I just can't afford it? I just, I just won't get sick. Now you're going to get sick and you're going to need to go to the doctor. And if something really bad happens, well, that's, that's catastrophic. You need insurance and you need the right insurance. What do you do? Well, there's this thing called healthcare.gov and it, I'm going on four years of utilizing it, and I have nothing but positive things to say about it. It's worked exactly as it was set up to for your old pal Eric Zane, self-employed. So if you are between jobs, self-employed, or you just got let go and you've lost your insurance benefits, you need Frank Fuss. Frank is a licensed independent insurance agent slash contractor who can help you, and uh, he will do just that, and it is free. That is the most important thing. Everything he does is free. Reach out to Frank. There's two ways you can do it. Either go to the website, buyinsurancehere.com and fill out the form or call or text him and mention me, 616-914-4070, 616-914-4070. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert. If you or someone you know or love is uh, either utilizing Medicare now or getting set to, you need Frank uh, to help you through this process. 
Uh, if you're already utilizing Medicare, you need a Medicare checkup. I did that for my brother-in-law, Kevin, and boy, he is really benefiting because he was missing out on coverages that are available for him that he wasn't utilizing. Frank had to take a look at his policy through Medicare. But if you are just getting set to utilize the Medicare system, Frank's going to help you navigate that whole process. And again, it's free. Have someone in your corner when you're taking care of anything Social Security related or Medicare related. Frank is the guy. You'll love Frank. 616-914-4070. He is very, very helpful. We got comedy this week at Full House Comedy. Fullhousecomedy.com is where you go. You have venues all around West Michigan. So what you do, you go to fullhousecomedy.com. Paul Verzi is in uh, is in town this week. He's in Holland on Thursday at the Park Theater. Friday at the uh, Listening Room as part of uh, Studio C, downtown Grand Rapids. And uh, so, yeah, that's where he is Friday. And then he is also there on Saturday. Next week, Mike Palazak is in town. And then uh, the following week, in two weeks, Tim Meadows is making an appearance. Uh Tickets for these and all of the upcoming shows at fullhousecomedy.com. Thank you so much. All right, a couple more I got to catch up on, and then we're going to finish strong and wrap the show up. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Joe Martinez, love that guy so much. He may be in attendance right now. Let me see. I think the lurkers have gone. HVAC, there you are, HVAC 71. Lurker? No. Any more lurkers? No. Thank you, Joe Martinez. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. So if you're, you're thinking, uh-oh, this thing's not working right. I need some scheduled maintenance. That's who you call. 616-516-8579. Maybe you're, it's like after hours. It's 150 degrees out and you need your A.C., and it's not working. Call him. 616-516-8579. Uh, perhaps you need a new install. It's a pretty big deal. He's going to install the Comfort Maker brand. That's the best in the business. The Cadillac of AC units or furnaces. I suggest getting a couple of estimates from whoever. Call on the scumbags at Jacobson's or the pain in the ass. Uh, uh, we'll fix We'll fix it in that guy uh call them go ahead get your estimates from those thieves and then have joe be third he's gonna beat whatever scam they were trying to get you to pay into 616-516-8579 for joe martinez last but not least the mario flores lakeshore team of van dyke mortgage hey hang on i need a drink hang on Oh, God. Jesus. Um, we're getting a mortgage rate. I'm sorry. We're getting an interest rate increase again today. Call Mario now. You get the lowest rate possible. The Fed's trying to slow down your spending. 231-332-6505. Uh, you might be able to get something under 5 but you better act fast. If your credit is fantastic, 
that still might be a possibility. Maybe if you get a 15-year. If your credit stinks, that's okay. He's going to work very hard getting you in a loan that, honestly, he only expects you to be in for a short amount of time. Uh, You make your on-time payments, and then you're going to get in a better loan. You're improving your credit score that way. It's going to take you a little time to dig out of this mess. You know, took you a while to screw it up. It's going to take you some time to get out of it. Uh, Be patient. Mario will help you. Mario's services are good for listeners in any state with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. You're out of luck. The rest of you are good. 231-332-6505. Reach out to Mario. Include him in your exploratory efforts to find out who you're getting your mortgage from. How often have we sat here on this show and you have watched me crack my neck like a boss? I think perhaps I should do it right now. Check, check. If you have the echo effect on it, it makes it more absurd. I feel like I've got some good crackers in there. Kenny writes, I like this. I need to put that statement on my treadmill. It took you a while to get into this meth mess. You're going to have to spend a lot of time walking on this to get out of it. That's a great, that's a great way to look at it. All right. Can you uh, put devil plus echo? No, I can only do one. We're doing echo on this set of crackalaka. Okay, hang on. Oh, Jesus. All right, the mic cord was all fucked up. All right. Here we go. Ah, it wasn't much. This is gonna lay. This is gonna lay flat. Oh, oh boy! It felt. I felt that. I felt that one in my ear. Holy shit! Okay. So people like Kyler. In fact, I should probably get Kyler in here at some point in the story. A woman is paralyzed. You lost your emotions. You're paralyzed. Uh, all right. This is uh, the lovely and talented Caitlin Jensen. Linda says, this reminds me, I have a chiropractor appointment tonight. Well, I got news for you. She wasn't self-cracking her neck. She went to someone like Kyler. Here she is, apparently, I don't know, catching a fish. Look at her. She's just a fantastic, bright soul. Well, now they've had to build a GoFundMe for her. Because she went to see Kyler 
and it destroyed four arteries in her neck. It they it severed them. It cut them in half. So, yeah, that's fucking crazy. And uh, so massive blood loss, and she had a uh, a stroke, and uh, she is now paralyzed. Young lady, after the adjustment, Caitlin became ill, hospitalized, tests revealed she had four destroyed arteries in her neck. That led to cardiac arrest and a stroke, as well as a loss of pulse for over 10 minutes, after which she was revived. She was rushed to surgery. They were able to repair some of the tears. And then um, the stroke, they're saying, occurred as a direct result of the neck manipulation. The surgeon saved her life, and every other doctor that has looked at her have all agreed this happened as a direct result of cracking the neck. The chiropractor called 911 and then called me and told me that she was having a reaction to the treatment. Well, how is this? I mean, why would you ever want to crack your neck uh, or go see a chiropractor after this? I can't think of anything more terrible. This ought to go terribly. He's probably with with people right now. He's probably cracking a neck right now and saying, yeah, this is good for you. Don't believe any stories about how someone can uh, be paralyzed for life. Hi, you reached Kyler Wells with iChiro Clinic. I'm sorry I can't answer my phone right now, but if you leave me a detailed message. He sounds so professional there. I'm used to him saying, hey, fuck you. Uh, the GoFundMe is very low. Talk about someone who deserves a, a, a you know, millions of dollars for life. <coughs> of course, she's probably going to sue the um, family's going to sue the, uh, you know, place that did the work. But, uh, you know, this isn't like she found someone's wallet and returned it. At the grocery store. You know, if she, if this were that type of story, if she had uh, found a wallet and then called someone and gave it back and she were a black kid, she would have $50 million in a GoFundMe. But instead... She has $82,000 in her GoFundMe. It's linked up in the show notes. The story. No one's going to give. Are you kidding me? No. They're, they're trying to raise $250,000 for her. And it, the, this story is like a week and a half old. And it's only raised $82,000. That's, that's horrible. My God. That's one of those stories that it's like, yeah, life is ridiculously fragile. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. 
I am not going to stop cracking my neck. I'm probably going to keep doing that. Linda said, I may need to cancel. Yeah, I mean, you'll be thinking about that. When he does your neck, you're going to go, oh, God, that might be it. I might be dying. That's hideous. All right, on the Patreon today. I need to tell you this story. I meant to get to it yesterday. I did not. Elon's dad, Errol, is out of control. First, the story about the birth of his second child from his stepdaughter. His 35-year-old stepdaughter, he's been porking. Well, they're broke up now, but he porked her for years. And she had two of his kids. Errol Musk was married to Elon's mother, had Elon and a couple other kids. They divorced, and then Errol got married to another chick, and she had very, very young kids. And as the kid grew up, Elon's stepkids, he started having sex with them when they were over, like, 18. And they started, and the kid, the, eight, uh, the woman started having his babies. And Elon was fucking disgusted with his dad. They don't speak. But now Errol is even upping the game further because Errol has said, I'm here for one reason on this earth, and that is to solve his big goal is to solve the population crisis. And I'm, I, that's not even tongue in cheek. So I'll tell you about the craziness of this sick fuck. That's what happens when you get his rich. Cause Errol Musk is super rich too. Uh, made a ton of money uh, in his career in South Africa. When you get that rich, you're a lunatic. That's what happens to you. You know, you got to be in the sweet spot. If you're super rich, you're a psycho. If you're super poor, you're a psycho. You got to be right in the middle. Just enough to like be able to go out to fucking Applebee's, but not enough to be able to go buy a boat on a whim. Okay. If you're right there where you do worry about money, but not that much, that's perfect. Otherwise you're crazy. Today's asshole of the day is brought to you by JM synthetics and TC paintball. You have any nominations? Pass them along. Let's see what we got. What did we talk about today? This might help me. I make Bill nervous. Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. More like a group. All right. The asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. Service dog handlers. Service dogs need to be abolished so that those dogs can have fun. Fuck that shit. Okay. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this mess. 
That is my time for today. Um, I am not prepared to play smarter than a former drug dealer trivia this week. I apologize for that. We will play it next week. I'll see you on the Patreon, hopefully. Again, the big news. I have unbanned everyone on Patreon. And I'm waiving my $100 asshole tax. Tax. Why did I say taxed? I am waiving the $100 asshole tax. And you can sign up now on Patreon. I don't know how long the waiving of the asshole tax is going to be going on. But everyone is unbanned. I don't give a shit if you sign up or not. I'm just saying I unbanned them. Okay? That's my time. Enjoy the day. Till next time, bye-bye.